Katie and Eric, I am honored that you would take the time to meet with me to do an Orange Sox interview about your daughter Emerson, who has congenital nephrotic syndrome, end-stage renal disease. Is that yes. correct? Yes. Okay. Tell me, when did you find out that she had this issue? She was around eight weeks old. There was a suspected issue when we were pregnant, but it wasn't diagnosed until the eight-week mark. She developed a fever, took her to the emergency room, and I remember the ER doctor, within a few minutes, took a look at her and asked me, you know, does she normally typically look like that? And I'm like, yeah, you know, she's looked like this since she was born, and, and she just was like, I just have a feeling. She's like, there's something critically wrong with your daughter. And they ran a series of tests they couldn't determine anything at that point, so we were admitted, and we were in the ICU for about a week, and they went from thinking it was her heart to her gastro system, and then they finally settled in on the kidneys mm. uh, after about five days. So it really felt like an episode of House. Every day it was something different. And it was a different idea, it was a different theory that they had, a different specialist that was coming in, and once they would rule it out, they finally, zeroed in on the kidneys and I remember the nephrologist coming in and telling us she's suspected it's congenital nephrotic syndrome. It's rare, it's a genetic issue. So she wanted to run a few more tests but she didn't want me to Google it, didn't want me to research it because it would scare me. She did Google it though. I did. <laughs> uh, as soon as she left the room I was like how do you even that like I've never heard of that before and good old Google will autocorrect you and oh did you mean this and I pull it up and it was terrifying I remember the first thing I read was that most patients don't live past the first year uh -huh. I mean it was heartbreaking not knowing what's going to happen what her prognosis was going to be and then the next day they tried telling us that we're gonna have to go to Houston they said you know we don't have the experience or the specialty to treat her here. And the nephrologist there was amazing. She was very honest and she told me, she said, you know, I would be honored to treat her, but she needs a specialist that has more experience because mm. she had never had a patient with the congenital nephrotic. And so as soon as they said Houston, we were like, no, we have no family there. But if that was where she needed to be, we would have gone. Thankfully, the doctor that she sees now, her nephrologist, who is amazing, they called him and he said, yeah, I've had patients like that, great outcome, you know, transfer her over. So after a week at our first hospital, we are transferred to University Hospital. That's been our home away from home ever since then. So how old is she now? She just turned two in August. So she's actually, today she's 24 months old. Oh, terrific. Oh, sorry. Today she's 26 months old. <laughs> 26 months old. I forgot okay. to add the two months. All right, August. awesome. <laughs> and ironically, today is actually uh, the day two years ago that we were admitted to the hospital originally with her fever, not knowing what was wrong. So it's been exactly two years since her journey started. What's been some of the toughest things that you two have faced? I feel like not knowing. She has definitely not been textbook at all by any means. She's writing her own novel here. And every day it's something different. And then trying to juggle not only her needs, but our older children as well. They're seven and five. And not only did our world change overnight, but so did theirs. Um, and I primarily will stay at the hospital with her, so. That's the hardest part right there is when it she is. gets admitted, she doesn't stay for, you know, 24 hours. It's usually two, three days, sometimes weeks at a time. Mm. 
till I work nights. So I get home from work and then I watch the girls all day. That would be hard. I have my mom will come over and, and spend the night with them. So that way he's still able to work because sure. I had to quit working in order to care for her. I tried to go back to work, but it's impossible. Yeah. Between all the different appointments and therapies and trying to keep up with everything, it was difficult. So she requires 24-hour care. And she is on dialysis? She does dialysis every night. Uh, we actually do it in our home. We have her machine and she runs for 11 hours continuously. And that essentially is what's keeping her alive. But at some point, you're looking to have a kidney transplant. At some point. The requirement at our hospital is 10 kilograms. And in order to even be referred to be on the waiting list, she has to meet that requirement. And from there, she'll get her referral. We'll meet with the transplant team and they will do a series of testing, blood work, ultrasounds, all different types to make sure that she is not only healthy and can withstand the transplant itself, but she's also the size appropriate because she has to be able to fit an adult kidney in her tiny little abdomen. And so she is 9.8 kilos and is extremely close to getting her referral. We're praying next month she gets her referral. She gets to be that big, that's awesome. So tell me, with all the things that you have to do, you have to care for her every day, you had to quit your job in order to do the care, with all those hard things, though, what are some of the joys that she's brought to your family? All of her first. It's really made us all more humble. Our older girls, I mean, they know things that most seven and five-year-olds don't, and you wouldn't expect them to. And she's starting to try to walk, and when she takes her first steps, they get so excited. It just really makes us more grateful. She has really brought us all together, more so even our extended family. It's inspiring to see that even though she goes through everything, you wouldn't look at her and think that she's sick. It's hard to be sad and have a pity party when she doesn't, so why should we? Sure. So if I came to you just having found out that I have a baby, a young child that has this same condition, mm -hmm. what advice would you give me? To not be scared, to understand that even though it's going to be hard, it's never easy, that there's so many different advances in medicine and technology these days that, I mean, back then, if her condition, she wouldn't survive. She wouldn't make it to that one year mark, but now, there's so many different treatment options and treatment plans that there will be one for your child and that it may be hard now, but it pays off every day. Every night I go to bed and even if I've had a bad day, even if I know that tomorrow is just gonna be same thing, different day, I know that it was meant to be for us. All right, awesome. Any last closing words of wisdom or? <laughs> Sorry. I think just with anyone who's facing a child with a life-changing diagnosis, just to know that there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. One doesn't change the others. You just got to roll with the punches. Wonderful. Thank you both for taking the time. She's active. She's beautiful. She, she's, she's very active, yes. Yeah, she's contributed multiple times to our interview, and I appreciate yeah, that. It's thank awesome. You. But I really do appreciate you taking the time to do this. Uh, of course, thank you. I appreciate it as well. It, it helps get the word out also about, you know, people don't assume that a child will need a transplant. Right. Um, and that's yeah. been the most difficult thing. Yeah. Wonderful. Thanks.
Thank you so much.